For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, and this is Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. <laughs> How's everyone doing this morning? I uh, really, really sorry about yesterday. Uh, golly, I'm so disappointed that things didn't work out, but you know what? That happens with technology and having to rely on it. But that is not uh, – so it's really the enthusiasm I had for yesterday is carried over for today and I am super, super excited about having a guy that, you know, I when I first met him at Cervex the first year, or the first Cervex in Los Angeles, I just was just blown away by this guy. Not only did hearing him speak, and just it, it just shook my soul. Um, it's just a real, real, just being, being a friend, him being my coach, him being a mentor, this guy is just dramatically changed my life. Good morning, Mary. Good to see you. Um, this is going to be a morning gratitude that you guys want to share. Um, I'm, I'm again, really, really stoked. This guy, Mr. Lauren Harris is one of the best coaches I've ever been around. That includes football cheerleading. If you didn't know that I was a college cheerleader at one point in my life. Um, but this guy is the real deal. And it's just an absolute honor for me to have Mr. Lauren Harris on the show um, we have an event coming up this Saturday at Cervex OC, and I've just, you know, again, every time I get to hear him speak, it just rattles, it rattles me and it shakes me at my foundation because he just speaks truth and wisdom in people like you wouldn't believe. So today it is an absolute honor for me to introduce you, my friend, mentor, and coach, Mr. Lauren Harris. Mr. Harris. Hey, how are you, sir? I'm awesome. How are you guys? Hey, everybody. I'm good, man. I am uh, outside freezing in uh, in Oklahoma, but uh, it's 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 uh, it's so good to see you this morning, man. I uh, cannot wait to see you this weekend. It's going to be fantastic, uh, but it's an absolute honor for me to have you on the show, man. Thanks, Josh. Glad to be here. And uh, well, you're in Oklahoma. Doesn't the song say where the wind comes sweeping down the plain? It does. But there has been no wind since I've been here, thank God, or I would have packed my bags and gone home already. <laughs> <laughs> well, no worry so, about that this weekend. Oh, heck no, man. We're going to be in San Diego and I'm going to be in shorts. May, <laughs> I, I may even wear a Speedo for my speech. I don't know. Oh, uh, God. Okay, you heard it here, everybody. <laughs> so, Mr. Harris, can you tell the audience what you were grateful for today? Oh, my goodness. We don't have that much time, but I'm going to tell you this. I am grateful for everything, everything, because I don't believe in anything being bad. Uh, I don't believe in anything being ugly. I believe that everything is what it's supposed to be. And um, I'm just truly grateful to be alive and to be living the dream, you know, walking in purpose. 
all the above. Now, uh, now, obviously, there's a lot of people that are going to join the broadcast that are aware of who you are. But for the audience that doesn't, then this is really, they're the most important to me because you've been so special to me. Um, I've, I've thanked you before, but I mean, you just have done such a great work of guiding me and being a mentor. And, and I'm just... You know, I'm humbled by that. I can't scream enough about how what an amazing coach and mentor you've been, and I would recommend you to anyone that I know. But for the people that don't know you, can you – like, who is Lauren Harris? Well, Lauren <clears> – Lauren is Lauren. Lauren is a person who, for many, many, many decades, uh, you know, I – Basically, you know, you know the story, but for those of your followers who don't, you know, I'm a product of the foster system. I was an adoptee which who entered the foster system after the death of my uh, adoptive mom at age nine. I endured many things uh, the six years that I was in the foster system, 22 homes, abuses of all, 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 all types. And for many years, I drugged the residual uh, fallout, if you will, of that experience behind me, in front of me, beside me. And finally, after several rock bottoms, and we all know what that means, uh, I mean, drug addiction, trouble with the law, um, just inability to have any type of relationship, uh, you know, low self-esteem, just everything. Uh, I finally came to a point in my life where I decided to somehow summon the courage to look over the shoulder to my life, uh, of my life, to the life that I'd already lived. And I realized that I had already lived the hard part. So it was time to do something with all of that experience. So immediately uh, there was a, a shift in mindset from thinking that all the things that happened in my life, which are a combination, a culmination of not only the poor choices, but also those things that I was made to endure that I had no control over. You know, a lot of us, we, we have a hard time getting through things that we have to experience that are preordained. For many years, I think the, the main issue for me that was keeping me stuck was that I was, first of all, I was um, a champion of words that deceive. I chalked up the good things that happened in my life to pretty much happenstance or, or luck or uh, coincidence, I, which, which prevented me from being able to see the true blessings that sure. were mine because I was a, a proponent of self-sabotage because I had held on to the belief system that I wasn't worthy of anything good happening. So when it did happen, I was always immediately suspicious, immediately looking for the other shoe to fall and immediately beginning the, the um, process of just tearing it down uh, because of those feelings of unworthiness and so low self-esteem. So I came to a point where, you know, I was at a, you know, I was tired of, foiled uh, suicide attempts because I was beginning to believe I couldn't even do that right. Thank God I <laughs> couldn't get that right. And I started listening to what I know as my 
my inner spirit, that thing that is working behind the scenes uh, for a greater good. And I found myself at that final spot where I just said, I just can't do this. I can't get up anymore. And I heard a, I heard that gentle whisper that said, well, you need to get up anyway. This isn't about you. It was never about you, but it's about your purpose in this world. And as you lay there, know this, Lauren, there are people on their way to opportunity intersections where if you are not there, you think what you've lived is bad or horrible or whatever you want to see it as. But I promise you, if this is the legacy that you're shown at the end of your life, you're going to be very, very, a very unhappy person. You need to get up anyway and step into your purpose. And I did that. Did you and immediately trust the spirit? I'm sorry? The spirit inside you that was whispering to you, did you immediately trust it or did you have to build your courage? Like how did you, how did you get to a point where you just knew that you could trust that voice inside you? I had to. I had nothing left. I really didn't. If my lungs didn't automatically rise and fall to, to bring breath in and out of my body and it was left up to me, I probably would have left here because I don't think I even had the energy to do that. So I had no choice, which is really what I think it means when they say we hit that rock bottom. And I, the only choice I had was to take my hands off the wheel at that point and to allow this voice uh, to work through me and to stop trying to make everything good and find every answer and make it come from me. There's a huge difference there. Um, it relinquishes my responsibility to always having to be perfect, which can never be, uh, but I can strive to be better, but I don't have to strive to be perfect. Um, because there is no such thing in my mindset now as a mistake, as anything bad, which is kind of how we started this conversation. Because for me now, today, every mistake is merely a victory in the making. Every, every uh, thing in this world, uh, well, many of them, many of the things that we take for granted today that people created, they did not find immediately. They had to go through many mistakes um, because like for Einstein, for instance, you know, to prove a theory, he, he had to get shot down many times over and over. But his mindset was one of this is one less thing. It takes me one step closer to the right answer. So every time he found a wrong answer, it, it was encouraging him to know that now today I am closer to that right answer. And I really love that mindset because it takes my energies off of the goal because I don't have control over the goals. If it's a paid speaking gig or how well a book will do or how will my, my audience receive what I have to say, I don't have control over any of those things. Um, but what I do have control over is the process of making myself the best version when it comes time for me to do my part of this. And so, you know, it's just like, you know, I got married a couple months ago and I, it was my second, this is my second relationship, yay, ever. And I'm 55 years old because of, like I said, um, feelings of just not being able to be loved or worthy of giving anyone love. And I thought that that was going to be my fate in life. But I had spent so many years looking for the right person instead of 
putting that energy into becoming the right person. And once I started doing that, everything shifted in my world because if the right person had been standing in front of me when I hadn't done any of the internal work, they wouldn't have seen me as the right person because I hadn't gotten there yet. So once I did that, it started flowing into everything else in my life. And it's, you know, in order for everything to, my, my biggest thing in my life was always, why can't the different things that I work on all line up at once? I either <laughs> had this part and then these two weren't, or these two and this one wasn't. And it, I, I wondered if it was ever going to all end up here together on one straight line. Well, it took me uh, a lot of time to figure out that life isn't about that straight line because that straight line is actually a flat line, which when we think about life and death, a flat line is proof of absence of life. And then when we have life within us, we see what? On a monitor, we see the up, the down, the up, the down. So suddenly everything that had been a looming uh, question mark in my life began to transform itself into answers. And wherein there are answers, there are solutions. And with solutions, I now have something I feel that I can say to people, I know this to be true which means it's not guesswork, it's not speculative, and most importantly, it's not something I'm giving you that's on my internal, my emotional, my spiritual flash drive. It's on my hard drive. It will never leave. It will never change. And most important of all, I now live a life that is based in truth. I don't change my existence. I cut and paste my story exactly the way life gave it to me because within my story are my solutions. And truth is the only thing in the universe that never changes and will never change on me. People come and go, situations, opportunities, the way I see and feel about myself changes, but the truth is always constant. And so I took the pebbles of fear and doubt and feeling like every day I had to paint a new canvas of who I was to um, convince wherever I was was or whoever I was dealing with that this is the me trying to make it make myself that person they would like when really where we are in our lives and what our messages are it's not based on who we were it's based on who we are and who we've become the journey the story the truths the challenges and not about it's never about I was always listening <clears throat> excuse me to people who said things to me when um, and supposedly they were supporters, but they would say things to me like, oh, don't worry, Lauren, you'll eventually get over it. Don't worry, Lauren, you'll find a way to get around this. Or don't worry, Lauren, you'll come up from underneath this. When really the, my life did not begin changing for the better until I decided to find that courage to go through. Because once I went through, when you go through something, you come out the other side of that tunnel and lo and behold, in both hands, in one hand you have an R and in the other hand you have a W. So now you, you have R and a W to add to the G and the O. So go turns into grow. And once I began growing, I began living life in my purpose. I felt that universal urgency to share what I know to be true with others, because when you hit that mark, when you start crossing finish line after finish line and stepping up to new starting lines after starting line, you want nothing more 
than to give away what you have. And that is a wonderful thing because now it takes I, it takes me out of the equation. It removes the messenger and puts the emphasis on the message where it belongs. No more Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But it's always about the end user, which are the people in this world who are looking for what we have. And it puts people in my space that have what I am looking for. So finally, every situation, every opportunity is now an opportunity intersection, not just a place where I go into it and say, hey, where's the blessing for me in this? No, <laughs> if there's not an immediate blessing in it for me, I immediately start looking in all directions for where I can be a blessing to the situation. And it's just a wonderful way to live life. I'm living life in a way now, today, that I never dreamed possible, even in my highest moments of belief and encouragement. And it never looked like the life I'm living. This is much better. So again, it's really all about, in my opinion, allowing our purpose to flow through us. It's not the kind of thing you can sit down there and think you're going to get over writer's block and there it'll be. You have to get up and live your entire life just based on the belief that everything has a number, everything has a place. So there's whatever's happening is happening for a reason and you will get through it. You will. So That's awesome. yeah. uh, real quick. Oh, so sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted yeah. to give a shout out real quick to Juliana, Toby, Dolly, hey. uh, all you guys, Tia. Great to see you. Mary, great to see you. Thank you guys so much for joining today. Uh, good morning. We are with Mr. Lauren Harris, who's my, one of my mentors actually is my mentor and uh, just an amazing coach and somebody that I swear to you has this gift. I mean, he, I, he knows he was able to see things in me that I believed about myself that I've never shared with a single soul. And I, and I can I just an amazing, just knowing him being a friend and being able to have such a, an amazing mentor like you, Lauren is, uh, or Mr. Harris it's just been a tremendous blessing and has really, really pushed me. And for the record, a lot of the things that you envisioned about me are actually coming true. <laughs> so you're, you're amazing by the, about that. Um, I love you for that. Now, one of the things that the audience doesn't know, uh, or not every, I, 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 maybe some do, but you've been on Oprah, you've been on daytime talk, you've been on a lot of television shows, you've been in magazines. You've been yeah. on TV. You've done a lot in your career that is just amazing. But what would you say would be your most, like the most proud accomplishment that you have? I mean, coming from what you've come from, there's got to be something that you look at and you're just like, wow, what is that for you? For me, they actually, there's two things and they're similar and they happened in the last couple months. Um, I, Spoke to some teenagers, some high schoolers, and uh, they have these things called snowball retreats. And one of the one one of the uh, retreats, after I was finished speaking about the ripple effect, and I'm very forthcoming about the fact that it's a part of my message about the foster system and all of the things that happened in there. And a girl came up to me after the speech with uh, three of her besties. And she looked at me and then she looked at them and she said, hey, you guys, you know, my aunt that I've been living with for two years since I moved here. And they're like, yeah, we, you know, of course we know her. We're at your house all the time. She goes, well, 
She's not my aunt. She's my foster mother. And then she looked at me and she goes, and Lauren, I want to thank you so much because today is the first day I've ever been proud to say that I'm a foster child. That really, really affected me in a wonderful way. And then a couple of weeks ago, I did another one of those. And I was talking about abuses and bullying and about my my um, suicide attempts throughout the years. And there was a girl who came up to me and pulled me to the side afterwards. And she just started bawling. And she goes, I'm being abused right now as we speak. She brought a teacher with her. And she told us both at the same time. And she goes, I really thought this was on a Saturday because it was a weekend event for these kids. And she said, she looked at the teacher and she goes, you see, I haven't been very involved and you keep asking me what's wrong and I keep saying nothing. It's because I was preoccupied with my plan to leave here and go home and take my own life. And then she lifted her sleeve and she showed where she had been cutting herself, something she had not told anyone. And she goes, I'm abandoning that plan because of what I've heard here today. And, you know, when you leave those kind of things, I mean, it's those kind of situations let you know that the universe is saying, keep going. You know, even when we feel like this job that we do influencing and impacting people is the kind of thing that you can show up on Monday, Wednesdays, or Fridays, every other holiday, you know, any of that, no matter how you're feeling, you have a universal commitment uh, to get up and be at that intersection that is ahead of you that day, because someone will be there waiting for what it is you have to offer. And in most cases, bringing something for you that you never knew you even needed. And so those moments will stay with me. I, I really pray in my soul of souls that if we are shown one thing that we've done right in our lives before we transition, that it will either, it will either be both of those moments with those kids or one or the other. I'll take it either way because it's very humbling. It lets me know to never forget, no matter where I go, to what level I achieve in this in this career, to always remember that the credit is not mine. Even wherein it pertains to you, Joshua, those days when we were we were coaching and we were, it was really rough. And you remember, I remember your frustration and how you you know would ball up the papers and you and and then I'm amazed at how quickly once the light bulb came on. You never once questioned your your purpose and your calling. And to be sitting here, I put it in the, the coaching group page this morning that I was going to be on your show. And what an honor and how humbling it is to see the glimpse of what I know my higher power showed me in you when we first met. And I told you that to see it here with us. It is so encouraging. You know, we really need to understand how important it is that we each do whatever we can do to get our messages out there because there needs to be balance in this world today. People that are running out, there was a a terrorist attempt yesterday in New York City. 
the things in Las Vegas and, and the Pulse nightclub and on and on and on. I, every time I hear that, I hear that same voice within me saying, do you see why it's important? Do you remember that day when you said to me, why would anyone want to listen to me when you didn't believe that you had anything to offer? And I told you the day would come when they would listen. It's because people that are doing these things are screaming their message of, of someone see me at the top of their lungs at any cost because they don't believe that they can leave any other type of legacy. So for balance, I need you and I need you to show others how to get their voices out there, how to scream as loudly as these negative forces are, or they will slowly but surely begin to take over this race and that can never happen. So it's, it's a very, very wonderful yet humbling yet just mind boggling experience our own never ending stories where we cannot believe i feel just like the kid in that movie you know where the little kernel of what's left of fantasia is in my hand every day and all i have to do is speak my message into the universe and it goes that's the thing about the truth. There's a reason it has a ring to it. And when we speak and share our truths, we begin to leave a legacy that will continue long after we're gone. You know, the only difference between an Oprah and me, between a Mother Teresa and you, a Martin Luther King and anyone out there, is how we use and what we do with the same 24 hours that we're each afforded. And you have to think about it. You know, I was in Birmingham last weekend and I was able to go to the Civil Rights Museum and I found myself just staring at the moments that they were showing us, whether it was a person on a gurney who had been beaten for standing at that line or had been hosed or, you know, Rosa Parks sitting there looking out the window. And I heard that voice saying to me, you do realize that when they each were making this moment that you're looking at, they did not know they were making this moment. They were just living purposefully. They were be, they were there on purpose. They weren't there by accident. They didn't know what the goal, they knew what the goal was, but they didn't know what their process was going to create. So the goal was achieved, but a legacy came with it. And I look at that and I think, you know, when we look at everything that happens in our lives relatively, experiences, just like blessings and challenges, they don't come in pints, quarts, or gallons. One is no more great or, or less than than the other. We have to give them all our all because what we do in small things is every indicator to the universe of what we will do in all things. And so consistency will never work if it isn't based in truth. You never have to remember what you said if you tell the truth, because it will always be the same thing. <laughs> you know, right. It's just such a wonderful, freeing way to live. And each of us, every single person, our message, our journey is just like our DNA or our fingerprints. 
unique to us. And when, you know, when the police or someone, when they're looking for someone and they dust the scene of the crime to see who's been there, they look for DNA or they look for fingerprints because they know if they find those, they belong to one person. So one day, a hundred years from now, when someone looks for some answer, I hope to have left a fingerprint. I hope to have left some DNA so that they can find me. And when they find me, they find my message. And within my message, hopefully they find a solution. So that's that's how I feel about it. And it's what makes me do what I do. Okay. That, wow. wow. Uh, amazing. Um, oh, my gosh. Right. So one of the things that you... you you're so giving of your purpose and, and you're always like, it's like you're giving a piece of your spirit to everyone you work with. That is, yeah. it's draining. It's, it's hard to do it, it. Like, where do you find, is it the energy to, to, to keep doing it? I mean, you're pumping life into so many people. Like, where do you get the motivation and the, the, the desire? Because there's some days you have to feel like, I just don't want to do it today. Where does it come from? Because daily you are offering so much of yourself to so many people. Where does well, it come from? Well, that's a really great question, Joshua, because back at the beginning of my career, when I was uh, advertising, if you will, for coaching, it was very draining because I was actively pulling for people. But when it changed for me, and that was, that was, I was like, oh, my throat hurts. They never come through. The big talkers, they never walk. But so I, I, I stopped doing that. And again, I let it come through me. So you're a prime example. When I say I did not do anything but show up and play my role for that moment, what you are living right now was already yours. It was already there. We all have unique gifts. And one of the gifts that I know to be true that I possess is that whatever we believe to be greater than us, in my instance, I refer to that entity as God. He gives me glimpses into other people's greatness and I can see it. And all I have to do is lift the lid to whatever it is that is blocking them. For instance, you know, with all of you that work with me, you come and you have this thing and you think you know what's inside there. But I peek in and I say, you know, Joshua, what's this? And you go, oh, that's the this and that's from when that happened. And then I'll pull something out and I'll say, but you didn't tell me about this. And then you go, where'd you get that? And so, you know, <laughs> right. So God gives me and I don't choose people. He chooses us. And brings us together. For instance, we're doing this right now. If someone feels or hears that voice that I've always heard. And it tells them to do this. To reach out to Lauren. They can or they don't have to. But if they do. And it happens. <clears throat> excuse me. It's not because I went looking for them. I'm just living in my truth. I'm speaking my truth. They're seeking the truth. 
And that puts us, that brings us together, the law of attraction. And, you know, I always tell people, I told you when we first started working together, because, you know, you're giving me all these accolades and blah, 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 blah which of course make us feel great about ourselves. However, when it comes to the true purpose, we have to get that off the table. And that's why I tell people, you're not watching my story. The fact that we're here together right now, and that goes for every person that is watching or listening. The fact that we're here together right now means that we're within each other's stories. I am within yours. You are within mine. I'm not looking down and you're not looking up. We're looking side to side directly into each other's eyes. There are no mistakes in this world. Everything has a number and it each has a place. And so when I allow that to be, it brings me to you and you to me. So I don't have to, you know, I get tired out when I'm doing something that there's a force that's being fought somewhere, a push me, pull me. But when everything comes together from the creator, there's an even ebb and flow. It's a beautiful thing. It's a symphony. It works. And that's, I walk away from those, those coaching sessions having been changed myself because everything good is a two way street. Every, every slot machine in this world has three cherries above every head in this world. It's always 100, 100, 100, not 60, 40, not 50, 50, not 60, 40 or 70, 30. It's always 100 for everyone. So, you know, again, it's about how can I be a blessing to the situation? And then I look for, and where is, and I don't even have to look for it. It's right there, stuck to everything of my entire being. It's all over me. Every place I look, there's my blessing. My blessing is having been inside my purpose. Even if it's the grocery store line and a small, short conversation, one second of living in my purpose is better than a lifetime outside of it. And that's all I've ever wanted. Everything in my world today that means the most to me, um, having my soulmate, um, living the dream I've had since I was a kid, I used to always say to the universe, I would rather wait until the last five minutes of my life to experience both of these things than a whole lifetime of anything other. And, rem and trust me, at, at around age 50, I was beginning to think, Jesus, did you me? <laughs> me literally? And, uh, but then once one showed up, you know, I met, I met Brian, my husband, and I knew instantly, I was like, wait a minute. I've always said I only wanted two things. So if one of them is here, and I knew, I told him the very first day, I'm going to pursue you because I knew he was the one. So once that happened, I said, well, if this is here, my other dream can't be far behind. And within a year, I was here. So, and you know, Joshua, I know you know this. When you start living in your purpose, somehow you cannot deny that all you want is for everyone else to live within theirs. You want to yeah. share it. You want to give it away, which is a great thing because once you get the I, the me, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha out of the equation, <laughs> you, know, 
you know, it allows you to be a person of service. To have come here to this world, left something for everyone who wants it. Nothing. And I'm telling you, there's nothing better than that. Nothing. Yep. I, and that was one of my favorite things about our coaching sessions is that you always reminded me once you really, really, really helped me identify. Well, actually, the thing that I never shared with anybody because I thought it was strange to go, yeah, I'm a visionary. <laughs> like, I see things. Like, that's weird to say because I'm not a psychic. I just see things. I see things in other people. I see I'm able to, you know, I see way in the future. Like, I'm way ahead of things. Like, you made me understand that not only is this real, but it ain't about me. <laughs> it's not about me. It's about other people. And, and I'll never forget that. And you're right, because I, all I want to do is help people find their purpose and live their purpose and, and, and live out that vision and chase that childhood dream because I know in my heart is the only way to true joy. And you help me see that. And I, I just, I'm forever grateful for you. And the other thing too, guys, everyone that's watching, Mary, Juliana, are watching, there would be no show. There would be none of this without Mr. Harris because he's the one who encouraged me to do something daily. Um, and, and this is what happened. This was birthed from this. So it, this is because of Mr. Harris that we have the show. So I want to thank you for that because I'm having the time of my life. Are you there? Did he freeze? Oh my gosh, no. Um, oh no, did we lose him? So Mary, good to see you. Can't be Grady and serve others. We lost him. Dad Gummit, not everything is about you. You're right. Selflessness. You're right, Mr. Hogate. Um, Great question. Juliana, good to see you. Wow. Okay, so I guess we lost him, unfortunately. Um, hopefully he'll pop back on here. But anyway, um, I enjoyed the share. Uh, Mr. Mr. Harris is amazing and just offers so much wisdom, and he's just a true blessing to me and uh, really, really honored to have him in my life, and I can't wait to hear him speak again. So if you guys did enjoy this video, please share it. Um, it just brings so much wisdom. It's amazing. Alev, good to see you. Um, Mary, good to see you. Thank you guys so much for joining today. Um, you guys have an awesome day. Tomorrow we've got a good show, um, and then I'm heading back to San Diego to get ready for speaking at Cervex. Um, again, thank you guys very much for your support today. Please share the video, um, and have a blessed day. Thanks. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.